All right, everybody, welcome back to the Geekside Podcast. I am joined today by a very special guest. Her name is Imya, or Random Tapeworm, or Captain Kylo on Twitter. Um, and go ahead and introduce yourself from there. Hi, um, my name is Kimia. Thank you for the introduction. Uh, Ryan is a great friend of mine. I'm really excited to be on the podcast today. Um, I'm a 26-year-old cosplayer. Um, I met Ryan's girlfriend, Daisy, um, through Instagram, I believe, before I even met her in real life. So that just goes to show you how far the internet goes. So, yeah, I'm really excited to be on here and have a really great discussion today. Yes, and I'm really excited to have you because I've been wanting to do this one for a while. Oh, thank you. So we'll we'll start off, you know, like give us a, a rundown or I guess a backstory on your history with Star Wars. Sure. So my history with Star Wars, um, I basically had the VHS tapes of the special edition. Um, it was I remember since I was like, how old was I? Maybe like five or six. And this was the original trilogy. So I did grow up watching the original trilogy. You know, <laughs> everyone is, you know, very uh, insistent on watching the original trilogy first. You know what I mean? Yeah, for some reason, huh? It always, yeah. it always starts off with the original trilogy for some reason. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's just because it's like chronological order. But yeah, so yeah. I, I don't know. The chronological order in like the aspect of how it was released. But anyways, so yeah. So I just watched the movies uh, as, a, as, a, as a kid. And growing up, um, I didn't really have a love for Star Wars, to be honest with you. But then I watched Force Awakens. And it... Yes, I, yes. I think, I don't know. Um, I like, I will stand by Force Awakens. I really like that movie still. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, go ahead. Yeah, and it, so it just, the, I watched that and it, you know, reignited my love for Star Wars. And then um, as soon as Kylo took off the mask and that's what, you know, connected me and Daisy together, our love for Kylo Ren. Yeah. <laughs> so... Um, yeah, and basically that's where it started, and it, you know that path basically led me to you guys. So, and here we are now. Um, but yeah, like, that's crazy, huh? No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, small world. So, so on the topic of Force Awakens. Sure. Um, when I first heard they were gonna do seven, eight, and nine, I was I was excited, but I was kind of nervous at the <laughs> same time because. I, I, at that time, I I breathed, I breathed Star Wars. Like I I knew. I think there was a point where if you like show me a picture of like the most random character from the EU, I would know him like right off the top of my head. Like, wow. it, like it was that bad, but that's because I didn't have any friends back then. Um, oh. So like, like I knew it. So when I when they announced, well, first of all, when Disney bought it, I was just like, okay, I can. I can see that. I mean, they already have Star Tours at Disneyland. Like, like it, it, I kind of already got that feeling for them already. But when they yeah. bought it, I was like, wow. But then I heard the reason George sold it, and it kind of broke my heart. Um, I don't know if you know the reason why George sold the, the, the franchise, pretty much. No, actually, I really don't. He's so, but the, the way the story goes, he sold it because he got so much hate for the prequels. Wow. Which, which hurts because when I was a kid, I watched 
the first Star Wars movie I watched in theaters was Revenge of the Sith. And I think that's why it always stood out to me as one of my favorites. Um, I watched it and I was like, this is Star Wars for me. Like, good, yeah. evil, epics, space epics. This is it. Yes. And then when I heard when I heard that it broke my heart because like George, you don't even realize the the power you have to like to like not only you don't have to justify it. I mean, mm-hmm. I, over time people started to look at the prequels as like yes, it was kind of like pinnacle Star Wars. Besides the mm-hmm. OT, I think the OT was at a point where the prequels could never touch them. So that's why like the prequels were kind of like this this conduit of new ideas in a time span that doesn't mess with the new characters. Obviously, we had the the Legends character, Luke Skywalker and all that, but all the rich stuff came from the older public and the prequel eras. And I think that's that's what kind of hurt me about George sol- selling it for that reason. But, wow, but, I didn't even know that. Yeah, that's how the story goes. I could be wrong about some stuff, but, um, yeah. But, but going back to Force Awakens, when you first, the first trailer, what did you think of it? I had no idea who was playing um, the bad guy, to be honest with you. I didn't understand, like, the story, and I just was excited to see a a female holding a lightsaber. Like, I think we were all collectively really excited to see something different, because, like, how many times are we going to see the same two guys fighting? (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, it's it's very awesome. My favorite fight besides the throne room, and we'll get to Last Jedi. I know yeah, we will. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I got it right here. No problem. I actually um, watched uh, a little bit of it before uh, before jumping on here. You know, I actually watched a little bit of Rise of Skywalker for you before I got on here. So I'm glad we both brushed up on our stuff before we got on this yeah. podcast. So um, Go yeah. Ahead, I'm sorry. No, I don't even. What was I? <laughs> You're talking about um to the seeing different characters like fighting oh, on the on the big yes. screen. Yes, 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 on the big screen. So my favorite, you know, fight. The first one was the throne room, and then the second one is the you know duel of fates, which is like an absolutely epic and also a prequel fight. Mm-hmm. So that everyone appreciates. You ask everyone on the street, you know, the Star Wars fan which there are a lot of Star Wars fans, not on the street right now during quarantine. Oh, well, yeah. You know, yeah. Like on a normal day when, you know, coronavirus isn't a thing, you could just say, hey, what's your favorite Star Wars, like, duel? And they'll literally tell you. It's the one between Anakin and Obi-Wan. It's, like, universal. It's just symbolic. So that's, yeah, the prequels was big. I It's really sad to hear that, like, the prequel love is just was not there back in the day but i can tell you now and you know just like you said i'll reiterate it again it's very alive and well now especially with clone wars oh my god like (laughs) um uh, quickly on clone wars the most recent episode Mm -hmm. i liked the Mm -hmm. last episode uh wasn't a really big fan of it was kind of it felt like a rebels episode squished inside of a clone wars episode wow Uh, those two things don't really mesh together, which I think show. But this new episode, I don't know what they did. They made the two new characters a lot better. I don't know if you've seen it, but the two new characters are a lot better than the last. No, episode. but I've heard a lot of people were upset about um, Ahsoka's like plot or something like that. Yeah, um, it seemed like such a weird plot because like we don't really know how long it takes place after she got. Um, because the way they set it up, it's it's right after she got expelled, 
but it takes place after season six. So it's kind of weird how it's set up, how they kind of skipped a good amount. Um, but, you know, I, I there, there was a really good part in the last episode. It was a mirror of Re- Return of the Jedi when Luke's going to Endor on the ship and Vader's asking who's on the transport. They mirror that scene with Anakin and Ahsoka, and I was like, that was so good. Wow. Uh, but yeah, like, you gotta the, send me that later. I want to see yeah. that. <laughs> the, the, the prequel of right now is, is in full force, and I guarantee you it's going to explode when Darth Maul and Mandalore show up on the screen again. Oh my god. You know, Ray Park. Like, Let's talk about Ray Park. Like, oh, he's, god. I'm so happy he, he's back. He went back for that. Yes, he's going off the chain with his training. Yes, I love it. I love it. He went bald. He went bald for it. That's how dedicated he was. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I lo- I love Ray Park. Like he, uh, I don't know. I don't want to say he is Maul because to me, Sam Whitward is Maul. No, well, to me, see, that's the thing. Uh, to me, Ray Park is Maul because, like, I, you know, I saw prequels and, like, I just, I don't know. He just, I don't know. I don't know. All right, this will be easier then. Who is who to you? Who is Batman? Christian Bale. Actually, Michael Keaton. Michael Keaton is the first Batman I ever saw in my entire life. For me, it's Kevin Conroy. Really? For me, he is Batman. And I'll even go a step further. I'll go a step further and say Mark Hamill is Joker. Yeah, well, no, no, I agree with that. I agree with that. I agree with that. You know, Ryan, actually, I'm playing this um, off topic, but I'm playing this game. Um, what is it? The the Dark Knight. Not Dark Knight. It's uh, Return to Arkham. Yes. That's Mark Hamill's voice, right? Yes, that is Mark Hamill Dude. playing the best Joker every put to screen. <laughs> yes. Yes. Absolutely. And I will go a step further. If they make a Batman Beyond movie with, if they make a Batman Beyond movie, do not cast Michael Keane. I'm sorry. Cast Kevin Conroy <laughs> and Mark Hamill as that live-action Joker and Batman. I guarantee you that will sell. People I wonder. love that. All right, but but yeah. Uh, which Arkham game are you on, by the way? Uh, I don't know. It was just on the Xbox Gold. Um, I think it's Return to Arkham. Return to Arkham. Is there multiple Return to Arkhams? No, I think it's... The collection, it comes with Asylum City, and I think that's it. I don't know if you got the Oh, I'm in the right. Asylum right now. Asylum. Oh, Cam, you're re- I don't know if you're ready for City. The Joker and City is, oh, my God. Are you serious? He is incredible. Uh, no way. You take this Joker right now, Yeah. ten times better in City. Dude, I'm, you know, obsessed with Scarecrow. I'm actually working on a Scarecrow cosplay. <laughs> then you'll like Night, then. Really? Okay. Yeah. I'm excited. I'm excited. We're getting off topic. Yeah, back, back to Star Wars. Back to yeah. back to the to It's the Mark Force Hamill's Force. fault. Yeah. Yeah. Back to Force Awakens. So sure. the trailers. I actually watched it in my classroom. My teacher, I was in a digital editing classroom with a bunch of friends and had a big screen TV up on the top and he put it up there and we all watched it uh, up there together and all that. And we just dissected all the stuff. It was it was like one of my favorite moments in high school. Um I saw the movie. Well, I'm like, I'm, I'll let you talk right now. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm listening. I, I want to hear your story. I don't really know, like, your entire background. I know how you feel about more of the sequel. I don't really know how you feel about prequel or original too so, much. Or prequels? 
I'll, I'll go yes. back to Force Awakens right now, but prequels, sure. that, that was, that was, to me, it was so Star Wars to me that when I watched it, I was legitimately just like, this is, like, I don't know how to say it, like, it's, it's, I, I guess, like, people are gonna hate me for this, probably, but, like, almost a pinnacle of, of kind of pre-storytelling, because I... Kim, I hate prequels. Movie, anything that involves, like, okay, so an established franchise. So let's say a movie comes out, and the sequel takes place before the main movie, the first movie that we saw. Mm-hmm. Okay? Yeah. So I hate those, because if it has the same characters and everything, I'm saying, like, well, I don't care. I, I know he lives. I know... I know all this stuff that he lives and all this stuff. But -hmm. when I saw the prequels, I I, I completely changed it for me because I was like, this is the only way you can tell a prequel story. Not by just um, tension. Obviously, the tension's still there. But just by giving us more character moments that build up to that uh, first thing we saw, which was the, you know, A a New Hope and all that. Mm -hmm. So that's that's how I kind of saw. But the prequels to me was my childhood, obviously. Um, I love yeah. the original trilogy. I had the I had the box that came with. Oh, I wish I still had this. The gold coin. I don't even remember the coins. Wow. That, that came with like a special edition like Star Wars collector's box. Or they had yeah. a three PO one and a Vader one. Oh, I can't believe wow. I lost this. Um, I love the OT, like for the burning passion because that's how you tell a, a space epic. And as we yeah. see after that, Hollywood saw saw that and they try to copy it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's like my whole thing with Star Wars. I I love the prequels. Um, I will argue. I will I will fight to the death about the Phantom Menace because to me, <laughs> to me, I love. I I I will hand on God. I love the the Senate stuff. I love the politics stuff with a burning passion. Yeah, because that's it's, how yeah. power. That's where power comes from. Yes, through politics and money and power. Yes, exactly. that's very true. Yes. That's why when they made Palpatine like this politician, people were like, oh, Palpatine, a politician. Well, what is this? What is this? Like, that's how, like, come on. Like, that's how everything is run through the Senate. If you manipulate the Senate good enough like he did, like, stuff just happens. And I think that was a great thing for them to do. Like, we saw the Emperor. Return. We saw this big, we saw this menacing ruler, but we got to see how he became that through strategy, not just so much, I'm big and bad, you'll listen to me. Yeah, no, absolutely. You know, um, and General Grievous is pretty cool, right? Oh, <laughs> uh, I, I love Grievous. I, I hate, I hate how people are just like, oh, but Grievous doesn't make any sense for revenge and all that. Well, here's the thing with the prequels each prequel villain is. A personification of Vader. Yeah, absolutely. Dooku is the fallen Jedi, like Anakin. Grievous is what Anakin will become. In fact, Palpatine made Grievous to prototype for Vader. I don't know if that's canon anymore, but (laughs) I don't like. I don't know if that's canon now, so they kind of just threw that out the window. I, you know, I, th- I ask myself uh, that question multiple times a day and it's been three months now. So 
I don't know if it's canon anymore either, Ryan. But, uh, <laughs> well, we'll get to that. Don't worry. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, but going back to Force Awakens, and then I want to hear, I want to hear your perspective on Force Awakens. That's the one I have no idea about. I hear mm. all your Last Jedi and Rise, but I, I don't really hear that much about your Force Awakens. So let me finish up, and I definitely want to hear yours because absolutely, I I walking out of Force Awakens, I loved it, hundred mm-hmm. percent. I loved it. I still love it. I got the Han Solo death spoils for me, uh, which sucked. No, a friend of mine at school, he saw it because I I wasn't able to get the like opening night everything but my buddy a that's friend of your my... fault that's your fault you gotta make sure you go opening night you gotta make sure i was like stay 14. off the internet <laughs> oh i see i was that's like right oh, what did... no 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 i was 12 wait when did force awakens come out 15 right 16 si... i thought last what came force awakens came out in 16 let me double check i thought it came i'm out in pretty 16. sure uh, 2015, you're right. But it was like December yeah. of 2015, yeah. so really close to 2016. That's why I say 2016. But yeah, 2015, you're right. So I was 15 at the time. But wow. like, I, I was in my cooking class, and I mean, I was trying to keep to myself, just stay away, because I was watching it that night. I was trying to keep away from everything. My buddy came and was like, oh, have you seen the new Star Wars yet? Because everyone knew I was a huge Star Wars fan. And he was like, I was like, oh, no, I haven't seen it. Don't spoil it for me. And he's like, oh, Han Solo dies. And I'm like, oh. Oh, my God. Are you still friends with that person? I don't talk to him anymore. But it wasn't for that reason. It wasn't for that reason. (laughs) Almost. (laughs) (laughs) I would have unfriended him instantly, yeah. Dude. So, like, I think the point where I thought... I thought he was joking. I was like, oh, they're not going to kill Han Solo. So Mm -hmm. then right when they got to the point where Han's walking out to the platform and Kylo's right behind him, I was like, all right, well, I hate my friend now. Oh my gosh. This is so set up like a death. So, so yeah, yada, yada, yada. I walked out. I, Kylo Ren, first of all, I loved him. Mm-hmm. Um, not what I wanted right out the gate, but I, everybody was, everyone around me was like, oh, Kylo Ren's so, so boring. He just throws tantrums and all. Like, that's a character. Like, this is the first movie of three. Like, he's yes. going to develop over time. Obviously, Luke wasn't a great Jedi master when we first saw him and look what happened. Look what happened to him in legends. I was like at the time, then, um, I loved, I defended him. Like right when I walked out the theater, I defended Kylo Ren because I really loved Kylo Ren. Mm -hmm. Um, not what I wanted though. Like out the gate, I wanted a, I, I think I put this on my story, a, uh, we'll go, we'll talk about that later. Cause that's gonna make me go off. Um, no, it's all right. (laughs) But yeah, I love the movie, but what what did you think of it? Walking in, walking out, after experiences, all that. Um, so basically I was dragged to Force Awakens. I was not uh, like Yeah, I did not. I said they're rebooting Star Wars. Are you crazy? There's no way I'm gonna go into that. I and to be honest, like, you know, prequels like like most people, I had to sit on it for a couple years until I really appreciate it as an adult, like I do now. But, you know, I don't know how old I was. I think the first one came in 99. So, yeah, I think I was like, yeah. Okay, well, I was born in 93. So I was six when I watched that. And I think I watched watched OT when I was like five or maybe four. I can't remember exactly when. I just know I was really young. So, but I I vividly remember watching the first Star Wars movie. 
and it was just I don't know I couldn't I couldn't and I was disappointed by the prequels and walking in the sequel trilogy I was like this is not gonna be anything and my coworker he begged me he begged me to go with him opening night and he's like I my friend flaked and blah 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 and I was like okay whatever so he took me right after work and we watched it and I loved Ray from the second that we met Ray from the second we saw her on Jakku I loved her I love Ray nobody and we'll get to that you know we will Ryan right oh yeah yeah Okay, thank you. Notes, but I think we both knew we were going to get to there. Yes, thank you. I appreciate that. If we could talk about her <laughs> like that. Oh, 100%. Um, uh, yeah, so I, I loved the concept of Ray not knowing who she was and figuring it out and going on this great, amazing journey with the resistance. Okay, yeah, like that's cool. But then you meet Kylo Ren. You think throughout the movie, Kylo Ren is this menacing alien, deformed, ugly underneath that mask. There's no way he's even a person. Like I wouldn't thought I would not have thought of that. I thought he was maybe a robot or a really ugly alien. Actually, that he, was the concept for him. He was gonna be a cyborg. Part cyborg, right? He was gonna be a part cyborg. Um and apparently he was supposed to be like a like a part of the cult of Vader, but he like mm-hmm. was more close to Vader or something like that. But yeah, that's what his, that's what his original design was. Um, I don't think I would have liked that. I think what we got now is a lot better. Uh, yeah. To a certain point, but um, I saw the set photos of him. They took a very bad set photo of him. It was like him on Starkiller Base. It was the first picture of him that was shown. It was like his hair was all like way back, and like his face looked weird. Like, why did you guys post this? It's not a good picture of the villain. Because after I watched the movie, I went back and watched that. And I was like, I watched, I went back and watched that first step. And I'm like, this does not do him justice at all. He looks a you lot better. You need to show me what you're talking about. I didn't, I've never seen what you're talking about. Yeah, I'll, I'll get it ready right now. But go ahead, continue. Oh, um, yeah. So, and then when he takes off the helmet and you see that as a person. And then it gets even more dramatic when you find out who he is and who his parents are. And how desperately his mom wants to bring him home. And that's like literally the whole like sequel trilogy. But unfortunately that, you know, doesn't happen. So, <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, so that's that's how I felt. So walking out of Force Awakens, I did not walk out being like, oh, my God, I need a cosplay Ray. I didn't know what cosplay was yet. Um, yeah, the first person like low key at that time. You were? Yeah, I think most of us were because there was not, like, a Twitter like, fandom. Actually, there was. We just weren't a part of it. (laughs) Yeah. Crazy. I know. But, like, um... With with Force Awakens, I saw it as a... People... Look, I get why people don't like it. It's a it's a copy of A New Hope, blah, 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 blah. Spare me the... Spare me the stories. If Mm. they... If they came out the gate... With a brand new, like, no familiarity. Um, like, the only thing that really says Star Wars is the fact that some characters aren't based off of other characters or mm-hmm. stuff like that. People would have hated the movie. People yeah. like the familiarity of A New Hope because, to me, A New Hope is the best movie ever made. Yeah. Um, so I'm happy what they did. It was a good starting off point, is what I'll say. It was definitely... It's definitely, you know, one of my favorites, I would say, easily. Yeah. And then, um, so we'll, we'll talk about Ray for this first mm-hmm. part. We'll, we'll talk about more Ray, like when we talk about the different movies. But Ray in this movie, mm-hmm. 
very promising. Almost lost it when I heard Obi Wan, and I saw Ray's outfit. Oh my gosh! Yes, I agree. You know, if anybody could have been her parent, and well, I wish it was Obi Wan. I do. I I wholeheartedly thought it was because right when she picks up the saber, the first voices you hear is Obi Wan, Luke, mm-hmm. and I I obviously I don't remember all the voices, but I know right when I heard Obi Wan. I saw her outfit. I heard and her Vader. And Vader, yes. Greeting, yes, yeah, Vader yeah, yeah, yeah. On the, uh, the Cloud City. Right when I saw her outfit, her voice, I was like, she's she's Vader's, or not Vader's, that would have been weird. Um, she's Obi-Wan's daughter slash granddaughter, one of the two, and I'm in for it. It would make so much sense. Um, but in the... In the first movie, I liked Ray. I'll say that right now. I liked Ray. It's the later movies that kind of made me ill will towards her. But in this movie, I thought she was a very fun character. Seemed a bit broken. Yeah. Um. No, not a see. I, all the writing went into Kylo. Not enough went into Ray, in my opinion. In this movie. Yeah, in in the Force Awakens. <laughs> yeah. I see. Like, um, like I, we got a lot of good Kylo moments in this movie. Like, I would yeah, say we, we got did. really good ones. From, like, the most iconic Kylo shot with him stopping the blaster bolt right when he comes out. Ooh! <laughs> the whole sequence on Takedona and the, on, um, what was the first, um, planet that he goes to with the... No, 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 no. When he meets Lor Santeca right before he assassinates him. Well, at the beginning of Force Awakens? Yeah, what's the planet called? I forgot. It's Jakku. Is it really Jakku? Yeah, because BB-8 goes into the desert and he finds Rey. That's right. I don't know. I'm blanking. I've, like, only watched... See how long I haven't watched Force Awakens? Uh, you know what? Fair enough. I haven't seen that movie in a good minute, because I just go watch... I only watched Last Jedi. (laughs) (laughs) To forget about Rise of Skywalker. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, uh, yeah, so, yeah, that, that, the whole, where, um, Laura Santeca tells him, like, oh, um, you, you didn't rise from the dark side, like, that's, that was such a deep line, like, did you feel that when he said that? I did, but it only hit me till after I found out who he was. Yes, me too, but that but was But, I mean, technically he's wild. not wrong, technically he's mm-hmm. not wrong, because, you know, Leia and Vader, you know, like, yeah. He technically did, but I don't know. The comics kind of messed that up somehow or some way. But, um, but yeah, that line was a pretty good line. And then, didn't the actor just pass away? Which actor? The one that uh, Kylo. Yes, played? yes, yes, yes. Rest in peace. I forgot. Yeah. Unless I don't know his real name, but I know he passed recently. Yeah. That's so, so sad. Yeah, that's very sad. Um. You know, his like, name. Yeah, like he has, uh, he, he has such yeah. a quote. He made the the Leia quote. He says, "I mean, just impacted pretty much a lot." Like to me, she's royalty. I think that really, that kind of like yes. set people off. Like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> I like this guy. Yeah, yeah, no, that was very noble of him to say, especially like even he had such little screen time, but he was so impactful through that whole movie. He was so like everything he said just really resonated with like 
yeah, it, and his name his name is Max von Sido. That's yeah. what's his name. Yeah, no, Max von Sido. Rest in peace. Yeah, yeah. I just thought it was important because he passed yeah. recently. You know what I mean? Yeah. But moving on, to <sighs> Force Awakens. Sure. We can probably spend hours of podcasts just talking about each movie. No problem. Um, <laughs> uh, one thing I want to talk about is the whole Disney separate directors plan from JJ to Ryan to Trevorrow. <laughs> what, how how yes. was your feeling about that? Because I, I I don't think they should have done that. Um, yeah, I'm going to actually agree with you and say that they should have had just one person have um, creative uh, capacity. But the thing is, J.J. didn't want to do Rise yeah, of Skywalker. He would. He didn't want to do it. Like, he knew after Ryan's movie that he couldn't continue it for whatever reason it was. And, you know, you have to respect a director. If he can't do the job, he just simply can't do the job. He can try his yeah. best. But that doesn't mean he's going to get the job done. You know what I mean? Um, I think what really sucks is... Um, look, Marvel made 20-something movies, different directors, all going towards one thing, and it worked. So yeah. it could be done, but the thing that Marvel had that Star Wars didn't was the person behind the director, as in Kevin Feige... Kevin yeah. Feige had this whole thing planned from the get-go. He knew what he wanted yeah. and how he was going to get it. That's why we see directors being cut from the MCU, because sometimes they want stuff that just doesn't fit with the the, the whole of the MCU. Mm-hmm. Um, and Star Wars didn't have that. Sadly, they didn't have that, which I think really hurt the, um, the, the whole... Well, first of all, they didn't have a plan. I think that no. was the biggest their biggest downfall they didn't have a plan they just thought we can write three movies and that'd be the end of it it's not that easy you have to have a plan for something like this and it it really showed that it affected it a lot i mean there's a quote that jj had said recently in a like a, a interview he said that every single day they came on set there was a new script this was for rise right yeah yeah, like I heard that. I heard the the whole stuff arise was so messy, and it, it hurts to see that because you can't have something like that. Imagine if Endgame ended like Rise. No, absolutely not. More people would be devastated. I think if Endgame ended badly than than Rise of Skywalker. I don't know why I'm saying that, but I just feel like because Rise of Skywalker disappointed such a specific loud group of people. Yeah, yeah, but the the but the Marvel fandom, I think quantity wise, is much larger than Star. That's just what I think. I don't know if that's yeah. true. I, Maybe I'm gonna yeah. agree with you there. I think first of all, um, was it a good idea to release Endgame the same year as Rise of Skywalker? No, uh, no, no. It, 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 I'm sorry. It made Rise of Skywalker look really bad in comparison absolutely and i hate the people that go you can't compare the two you can't compare the two i would um, agree, yes you can <laughs> i would agree if the ads didn't want me to think of it because the ads for endgame was it's endgame this is the end you know what we're talking about with the rise of skywalker they kept shoving the the end of a saga the end of a saga the end of a, like i get it just yeah. tell I want to see stuff from the movie, not just telling me that this is the end. Trust me, we know it's the end. I know. 
Um, but it's really sad. Really sad what happened. <laughs> That's what um, I think. But yeah. Um, we'll skip over Ryan because we'll talk about him right now. One thing I want to talk about is so you did you read the um script for episode nine? The Chavaro cut. Oy vey! I read the whole thing in one night, and I and I and I <laughs> I wasn't myself anymore after uh, reading that. I yeah. I liked it. I just didn't like Ray's outfit. I thought that was too on the nose. You no, know, because of the you know I yeah 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 no I mean <sighs> like their their biggest complaint was it's too connected to the originals, but yeah. Chavaro makes Ray literally wear the same outfit as Luke in Return of the Jedi. I know. I mean, it just the whole, I don't know. I don't know. It's very complicated. And I, it's hard to say which script would have done better in theaters. I think JJ had a different movie than what came out. I don't think this was JJ's cut. Somebody even said, I don't know how true it is that when JJ watched the premiere, that was the first time he watched the cut that they showed why am I hearing that again? I've heard that before. Yeah, like, that's the first cut. That's, like, the cut that... The cut they released to the premiere to the movie theaters was the first time he watched that cut. How can that be possible, though, as a director? How can that he, be? Yes, he's a director, but you gotta remember who hired him. You know what I mean? I guess. But, I mean, it just... They gave him such freedom uh, with creativity in the force awakens and they funded that fully and wholeheartedly and they've written canon novelizations and canon books for kids and adults and like all sorts of different things inspiring people about you know the sequel trilogy and i just don't understand why it just felt like it was just given up on on the last one you know there was no heart in it that's what, no. what kind of stood out yeah. But like, it was more of a horror movie for me than a Star <laughs> Wars movie. It was scary. <laughs> it was scary. Palpatine was frightening, dude. Uh, we'll talk about whatever he was in that movie when that when, when we get to that. But, the clones? Yeah. Oh, uh, don't even. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> you have no... I almost... I When I saw that, I almost threw my phone. Like, I was so infuriated. Uh, we'll get to Ooh. that. We'll get to that. <laughs> Oh hey, God. I'm. You know what? I'm just glad they didn't make Ray a clone because that was my biggest fear. Technically, she is though. Technically, she is though. Yeah, but they they're not like saying that she is. They're just, you know, I don't know. Anyways, let's go on. Okay, so <laughs> we'll we'll definitely get to that because I have so much on that, and I want to know what you yeah. think. Yeah. So yeah. from there, I want to talk about. I think what really hurt or did great, whatever you think whatever people like to think for themselves but you know mm-hmm. let's go into this mm-hmm. podcast to be a while but i'm in for it um the last jedi so mm-hmm. the last jedi written and written and directed by ryan johnson only mm-hmm. writer or who else wrote it with him i think jj was producer okay yes. so written and directed by ryan johnson yes a director that most people didn't really hear of. I heard of him from Looper. Uh, Looper. Looper. Yes, absolutely. With, Looper uh, was a really good movie, Ryan. Okay. <laughs> I, uh, I, I can't. I haven't seen that movie in years. I, like I can't say. I do love Bruce Willis though. Um, yeah. Well, uh, yeah. That's how I knew him. I like. I I think if I remember, I liked Looper. 
But mm-hmm. yeah, I think yeah, I like Looper. I don't think there's no buzz to that. I think it was a solid movie. Yeah. Um, I haven't seen um, Knives Out. Um, I heard it's really good from critics yeah. and audiences, yeah. which I think is the yes. more important one. Um. I think for him, after seeing Last Jedi, I think he should just stick to mysteries. Because this man loves to just... Mm. He... who Do you know who his favorite director is? Is it M. Night Shyamalan? Oh my god, I knew it! <laughs> is it? I don't know. I can't remember. What? Hold on, Kim. You're static Like You're static-y. Yeah. You're static Give me a second. Let me make sure. Okay. Okay, go ahead and talk. I just want to make sure that because it's all static, you know, it's cutting you off. Is it here? Can you hear me? Okay, I can hear you now. You're good, but go ahead. Okay. Um. Yeah. I don't know. I just. Yeah. He's. I. I think it was. He said he was inspired by M Night Shyamalan's like how he shoots his uh shots like for this you know like videography wise I guess. Okay. That's what you call it. Yeah, I think that's what he said. I don't know. Do you know who his director, favorite director is? No, I only asked that. I, I, in my mind, I went, I, was, I told myself, all right, I'm gonna ask him who her favorite director, who his favorite director is. Let because, me see if I can find out. Yeah. Because he throws so many subversions in the movie that only M Night Shyamalan can do something like that. That's so funny that you say that. But like, um, but yeah, let's well, let's get into Last Jedi because I think we'll both sure. have a lot to say on it. So, um, go ahead. I'll I'll let you have the floor on what going to trailer, trailer to mm-hmm. release to after, and from your perspective on everything. Absolutely. Okay. So Last Jedi. We'll start with the trailer. I remember exactly where I was when I watched it, kind of like your Force Awakens experience, but this is my Last Jedi experience. I remember exactly where I was when I watched the trailer. I remember how I felt. I could not believe that they showed in the trailer Kylo extending his hand out to Rey. I absolutely, absolutely lost it. I could not believe it. I could not believe that they showed that in the in the trailer, and it was just amazing. And I it's like. I think visually it was so breathtaking. I just could not believe everything that they were saying. And just, I remember just the trailer. I've probably watched that trailer and watched that movie more in theaters than any movie I have ever watched Uh, ever. And it was IMAX. I saw that movie. Oh my God. I think me and Daisy made me watch that movie. Like, I think 10, 10 times. In theaters. See, I'm like, you know, and I know how you feel about Last Jedi and we'll talk about it. But you know what? That's one of the reasons why I respect you and applaud you the most, because even though you feel the way that you do, you still are able to watch it that many times and like be able to have criticism. And you know what? Actually be able to like support how you feel. Because there's a lot of people in this fandom, and I feel like this needs to be said. I know I'm kind of going off tangent, but I feel like there's a lot you. of people, and there's a lot of people in the fandom that don't really um, appreciate these movies. And you know what? That's okay. But to like openly bash other people kind of isn't really okay. I think it's more of 
if you want to say how you feel, I respect that, you know, but if you like come after other people and you say, oh, well, you're wrong for thinking this. It's like, you know, that's not really what Star Wars is about. They, they, they said that Star Wars is for everyone, right? Mm-hmm. Everyone. So everyone yeah. like, yeah. well, George, George said that it's made for kids, but I think what, what, what I think really gave me respect for John Favreau working on the Mandalorian yeah, uh, like George said, because George was on set, said, um, um, what did he say? He's like, oh, Star Wars is for kids and mm-hmm. all that. But John uh, Favreau said, George, I got to tell you, that's where you're wrong. Star Wars is more so, it's not just for kids anymore. It's for everybody. And I, I, I really respected that for Favreau. And I think it shows in Mandalorian that, that he, he knows Star Wars. Like, I, like John Favreau, like... He knows Marvel and he knows Star Wars, like the back of his hand. Yeah, he does. But um, but I'll, I'll let you keep going ahead. Oh, no, I mean, just Last Jedi was just a different, you know, ball game in total for a lot of people. Um, I, I think even for you, it was different. Like, you know, it's a completely different Star Wars movie. It was a different feel. It was shot differently. There, there were different subjects. There was different, like, you know, stuff going on within the, within the movie. And there was like always stuff in between the lines and like the lines of gray, the lines of good and evil were like starting to turn not so black and white, but more of a gray that I thought, and that's why I would have loved to see Rey as a gray Jedi, you know, a Kenobi and a, Rey, a gray Jedi, but then we find out that she's a no one. And um, Kylo's uh, delivery of she's a no one wasn't exactly what I would have um, wanted. Yeah, it was flawed, but he tried his best, which is what I think I always loved about him is that he has always tried his best. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, um yeah, that's how he pretty much and you know that the throne room is my um favorite um uh, lightsaber duel. So yeah. We'll get to that right now. But sure. But after the movie, we saw the Rotten Tomato score. It was sliced right down the middle. If not, more people didn't like it, but by like mm-hmm. maybe like eight eight percent, whatever. It's it split down the middle. Sure. Um and me and you are on very opposite sides. Like, I think yes. we're literally two sides of a coin. Yes. But you know what? We're here. We're recording. Yeah. And we we're are. not yelling at each other. No, yet. we're not. <laughs> no, no. We've never really... I mean, maybe the first time we met, I was like, why does he not like this movie so much? But, like, you know what? Over time, I've been able to see that, you know what? I You're justified in how you feel. And if you feel that way, then I, you know what? I respect you and I will hear you out. So that's where we're at, and that's why we're here today on the podcast. <laughs> exactly. In a quarantine. Yeah. <laughs> yes, and we're quarantined. Yes. Um, but um, shockingly enough, I don't know if I told you this, um, I walked out of Last Jedi. I loved it. Um, I thought it was great. Then I watched it again. <laughs> oh, I see. And then stuff started to shake, like stuff started to pull. I started to pull away some layers, did some research, then I watched it again. <laughs> uh huh. And then it got to the point where I'm sitting there, like the the last, not the most recent time, but like the last time I watched it in theaters, I sat there and I couldn't believe what I was watching. 
to the point really? where to the point where like I I almost felt insulted for being a Star mm. Wars fan. Mm-hmm. Um, like that's how it felt to me. Like it just felt like I just like the, the director. You know, I I goof on him. You know, I don't. Yeah. I, I you know I don't really I only make fun of him because of the Last Jedi. Not so mm-hmm. much of him being a director. I'm pretty sure he's a capable director. I've heard you know I've heard good things about him. But yes. what he brought, I felt slapped Star Wars fans in the face for not only liking his, not only liking the Star Wars history, but almost liking the way the Force was set up. Mm-hmm. And because I'm gonna say this right now, and I, I know you cosplay as her. You know you love her. I'm not gonna say yeah. to insult you. That's I think okay. Ray, Ray is the most broken backwards character i've ever seen put this uh hold on let me put them on i've seen some pretty bad put to star wars Mm. um because she like we have these movies in the prequels and the clone wars and just stuff in just media saying if you train you will get better but with ray but with ray it just felt i'm better yeah there's no there's no there's no reason why i'm better i guess there is one where the force is balancing itself out with kylo but even then i would say the force is still not as balanced because ray is far better than kylo which i hate i i don't think she should have won that first fight she should have lost because it shows us that she has training to do she's not going to be good right out the gate um and yeah. to me, it just, it, it, the writing for her just felt really, it almost felt lazy. Like, they just didn't want to write uh, a, a, another hero's journey. Like, they just wanted a, they just wanted a hero, well, how do I put this? Kylo is Majin Buu to raise Gohan. Kylo, <laughs> Kylo is this big, powerful, defeated three other people, no problem. And then you have Gohan that comes in, does some tra- does a little bit of training with King, uh, with Elder Kai, and then now he's stronger than him, out of yeah. nowhere. Okay. And, and I don't like that. Like characters shouldn't just be bam, I'm stronger than you, nana nana boo boo. Well, I, I yeah. It should be an equal. If not, Kylo should have beaten her twice easily, and then would it would have made it would have made him look like a villain because now because in the first movie he just seemed like an, an idiot losing to Rey. Mm-hmm. Uh, but um, Rose and the whole Canto bite scene stuff is mm-hmm. to me very very pointless because we kind of got that the same message with coruscant like um yeah the 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 rose stuff i do not like i think it's it's to me they should have taken out the rose stuff and focused on a personal story between luke ray kylo and leia that should have been the main stuff for this the movie's called the last jedi yes it should have been based around the Jedi's and the Sith. 
but I'll let you. you know, but that's the yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, I hear every single one of your points, and I and I read them on the timeline every single day. So it's hard for me to just shut down everything that you've just said because everyone, a lot of people feel that way in the fandom. Like some people like don't agree with like Rose's plot and like how some certain things were written. And you know what? That's fine. Like I, I do see some of the plots, plot holes, like no movie is perfect. No movie in the sequel trilogy was perfect. None of them. We know that. But like, and like this, it's like, we have to be considerate of what we say and how we do it. Like I've messed up a lot of times with what I've said. And like a lot of people have, um, you know, openly dragged me and, you know, cancel culture is very real. So we always have to be careful sadly. with like what we say. Yeah, sadly. So I'm always super careful with like respecting other people and, you know, if they agree, disagree. But anyways, yeah. So just with The Last Jedi, it's just like, I also feel like creative wise, there were some limitations, but I also do feel like Ryan Johnson broke the box and broke the barrier. But then again, JJ was so intimidated or whatever he felt. I don't know what adjective he used that JJ felt for this movie, but he just, you know, must've felt that adjective and he couldn't, didn't think that he could make something to go along with it. And you know what? I don't know. Maybe they should have brought in a third different director. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Uh, maybe. Like yeah. the, what, what sucks is with, with JJ, he had all this story set up. Um, I, I wholeheartedly believe Ray was a Palpatine from the beginning. Um, and then Ryan Johnson kind of threw that away. And saying that she's a nobody. But I, yeah, I, I believe they. Maybe. I believe they that Ray was planned. No, maybe not a Palpatine. I won't even go as far to that. I will go as far to say that she was meant to be somebody related to somebody. Yes, I think but, so too. Because I've had the same argument with um, with storytelling. I took a a a theater class in recently or a couple years ago, mm-hmm. and. I've made this argument about the sequel trilogy for a while. Um, basically, the argument is, what if I told you a story based on some characters, and then I told you the backstory of their character, of their of where they came from, and how they became from, and how they became so strong and powerful, and their legacy and all that. And then out of nowhere, I just say, and then there's this character after all that stuff happened, that's better than all the people I just told you about for so many years. Yeah. Uh, that's why, like, you can't... I I think she needed to be somebody. Or else, I, you can't just tell a Skywalker story where the main character isn't a Skywalker. I guess the antagonist, yes, he's a Skywalker, but the person that's winning all the fights and all that should have been somebody because... In, in storytelling, it doesn't make sense. Like, why am I going to tell you all this other stuff just to bring in a random character that beats all those other characters I told you about? Yeah. Well, you know, she ended up being a Palpatine, so she did end up uh, being somebody, which is ridiculous. <laughs> it's, I, uh, I don't even like her being a Palpatine. Yeah, a lot of people don't. I don't know where that came from. I do think she was related. I agree with you. I do think she was related to somebody but I, you know, was, I, I, you know, still to this day, I hashtag Ray nobody. That's it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. But yeah. I, I think, 
I hate to say this. If I had if I had a gun pointed to my head and I had to mm-hmm. say and they asked me would Ray would you rather be Ray be a nobody or a Palpatine and this is the story how she becomes a Palpatine, I would much rather have her be Oh god, because I don't like her being a nobody. I'd rather have her be a nobody than a than a shoved in palpatine because it just doesn't Me make too. sense. Me too. No, I agree. And I you know what? This is why I like you. Because you have some <laughs> common sense, like logic. Like, no, yeah. I would have I she's so basically you're telling me that the Palpatine's won. Yeah, like like it, the last Skywalker uh, the, died. The, <laughs> The books, the book, the rise of Skywalker, the novelization messed it up. The only part, I only like the book because of one thing. We'll get into that. Um, but the rest of the book, oh my God. Like the fact that Kylo studied the Clone Wars and we didn't see that makes me so frustrated. Oh yeah. Because, and one of what makes me even more, uh, I, we're going to kind of skip over Last Jedi a little bit. We'll go back to it. What makes That's me even fine. more frustrated in the book, you can correct me if I'm wrong, because I'm sure you've read it like five times. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he looks at Palpatine. This is in the beginning. He looks at Palpatine. He looks at the tubes. He looks at Palpatine and he says, You're a clone. What makes me so frustrated is why couldn't they write that in the movie? That would have changed the entire movie. And it wasn't a book. No, I, I didn't. I didn't. I, I, I couldn't get my hands on the novelization the first day that it came out. And I wanted really? the author to. Yeah, no, I couldn't. I couldn't. Get, I only read the excerpts. So um, I won't support the book. And I'm not supporting the DVD. I, 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 maybe one day, like when I'm older and I want to show someone like a, a really good movie, like, and that's like one of the last movies <laughs> that are out there, like maybe I'll show it to them. Cause like it's still the last Skywalker movie. Like I, will, I was looking at the box set at Best Buy. Have you seen it? The big one, the legacy no, I set? Seen, uh, I've seen what it looks like online, but not in person. Yeah, like, okay, I want to buy that, but it's yeah. like, I, I can't buy it because of the last movie was so upsetting for me. I can't buy it. I can't support it. I don't want it. I don't want to do it. So, unfortunately, with the novelization of Rise of Skywalker, I've only seen the excerpts. I did not know that he said, you're a clone in the, in the excerpt. I did not see the, one of those. It says... It, it, I'm paraphrasing. It says, Kylo has, Kylo has seen this before when he studied the Clone Wars. But even then, that doesn't make sense, because if he studied the Clone Wars, he would have known that Anakin was a good guy, which doesn't make sense either, because they said Kylo didn't even know Vader. Like, it, it's... <sighs> oh my God. Yeah, it's, it's, it's... You know what? And this goes back to, actually, a little bit of The Last Jedi. I heard that J.J. just wanted to basically retcon everything but and you know they kept telling us you know this was part of the schedule of the the podcast uh it said um going into rise of skywalker how did we feel they said that ben solo's like you know path would be really fun to discover his like relationship <laughs> with ray like he said it's gonna be good it's gonna be happy like this is gonna be a great beautiful ending daisy ridley said that the last shot in the rise of skywalker was the most beautiful moving shot and she said that the whole cast that has been working since OT, this is what she said they were crying on set. Do you believe that? The coat we got now. Maybe yeah. what they saw, maybe. But all yeah. I saw was a very underdeveloped character get a yellow lightsaber somehow um, and looks off into the sunset. 
like like she kind of earned it and i'm like you didn't really you didn't earn this well i mean it's not even that she earned it she should have made it in the beginning of the movie and just used it i don't understand do you know why she has a yellow light do you know how because i feel like you would know like because you're a sequel person and like you know all this stuff how she has a yellow kyber crystal because yeah because i don't know if you know this ilum the planet where all the kyber crystals come from was star Uh killer base Oh, no, I didn't even know that. It, uh, yeah, and that's why I don't get how she got a yellow kyber crystal, because there's no Illum anymore. Unless she found another planet that gives kyber crystal, but we don't see that. No, we don't see anything, Ryan. <laughs> oh, God, that's the truth. <laughs> yeah, we don't read in, you know. I, I And just like you said earlier on in the podcast, I did go into this movie wanting to love it. I really, really did. And I wanted to give it a second chance but like as soon as i watched it the first time i was so devastated i couldn't watch it again so i haven't watched it more than once i've watched the clips i've seen certain parts i want to see again but like there's certain parts that i cannot watch again like ben being thrown down the pit i cannot watch again you know what i mean i thought that was so funny because in the comics they show that he can elevate himself but in the book in the book it says that he found like a random ledge he clinged onto that's just ridiculous dude like, you guys set this up, just use it. Like, you might as well, it's already in the comics. Yes. Um, but I want to go back to The Last Jedi real quick. Um, sure. Your hot take on what they did to Luke. Okay, I'm going to I'm gonna start. I'm going to start by saying that Luke was my first hero ever besides, like, Goku and Vegeta and, like, all that stuff. Like, like Luke was, like, I'm literally staring at a new Hope Luke action figure that I have on my table right now. Like, he, that's the first cosplay I ever did was a new Hope, a gender bend of a new Hope Luke. Like, he, Luke Skywalker is it for me. He always has been. Like, he's been number one. Well, I don't know about now, but like, he was back when I was, you know, younger. So, the arc. I'm confident enough to say the same thing. Um, It's either between him. Or um, Goku, but mm-hmm. I can go all day on that, but but go ahead. Um, yeah, the arc that Luke had, I mean, I'm still shocked that he threw the lightsaber over him. But I oh, thought it was I... funny how in the Rise of Skywalker, how Rey throws it and then Luke catches it. I like how they did that. I do. I do like how they did. That was one of the things I did like. Whose um, lightsaber is it? I have to know. Whose lightsaber is it? Yes. Uh, I still say Anakin's. Uh, sorry, I mean I okay, I do sometimes say. I, I mean you. now I, I in Rise of Skywalker, even Rise of Skywalker, I would still say it's Anakin's saber because that's not her. She didn't make it, and we didn't see her heal it. I think Leia healed it for her. So I don't I know. I want to say that too. Yeah, I think it, Leia fixed it for her. For me, it'll always be Anakin Skywalker's lightsaber, which is funny because I went to uh, Galaxy's Edge with my family and Daisy mm-hmm. and I got my Obi-Wan lightsaber and I saw they had Anakin's and next time out of time we went after that my little brother got Anakin's lightsaber and yeah. on the thing it says legacy saber and I, I asked the guy I asked him oh can we get one leg- uh, one Anakin Skywalker saber and he looked at me and I thought oh god he's gonna say like it's Rey's or Luke's or whatever and he looked at me and he said oh I, I too call it Anakin Skywalker's lightsaber. And I was like, oh, you're cool. 
No, I get it. I know that some people can't, like, they understand that the blue is just Anakin, and it always has been. And especially for the people that grew up in prequels, it's like, I understand how frustrating it can get and how it doesn't make sense. I get it. But, um, and I honestly, personally, don't see, I wish I could see it as Rey's, but even Rey herself in the last know, movie, I was she's like, I doesn't too. say, she says it herself, I will earn back your brother's saber. And by the way, that line wasn't Daisy straight recording it. It's a chopped up line. You can hear it in the editing, dude. It's so, funny. Yeah. I was waiting for you to say that too, because she legit just, she uses that saber like for a whole movie. Yes. And, and I'm guessing she used it for like the past. Well, how do you know the time frame between Last Jedi and Rise? Is it two years? I, they said it's two years, but I don't. I or one. I think it was either one or two. Yeah. But I just don't believe that either. It's like, if it was Rey and Kylo were talking the whole time, dude. Yeah, that's kind of awkward, huh? Especially since the last time they met, they kind of didn't like each other. Yes. So they're kind of like, I'm gonna ignore you unless their dyad didn't work at the time, but. I don't know that that's not true either because at the at the end of Last Jedi we do yeah. see that it still works. They are still uh, connected, yeah. So, oh sorry, I'm sorry. Go back. What were you saying, uh, Luke? Luke in the new movie, you were saying like he's your hero. So I'll, I'll yeah, let you that. I'm sorry. So I just no, it's okay. I'm just thinking. Um, I just yeah, I was shocked with the whole lightsaber toss, but and I. Luke's arc was really an emotional thing for me in Last Jedi. I did cry like throughout like Luke's like journey and I but if you think about it, if you watch Return of the Jedi and Empire Strikes Back and then Last Jedi, I recommend you watching it in that order. It mm-hmm. actually makes a lot of sense. It actually because you see Ryan Johnson pay homage to so many certain parts that are literally identical to return of the jedi in specific that i that like you'll appreciate the movie because you'll see oh my god like he did actually mirror pretty much like the main significant like parts that like should have been highlighted and he does it though in a different way and i think that's what people didn't like the most you know what i mean yeah for me um i don't think i've talked about it that much when i did my story review for Last Jedi, I touched on it a little bit. Yeah, uh, I, I, <laughs> I don't know how much you know about not to insult you, but I don't it's know how okay. much you know about legends and all that. No, I don't. So I'd Luke, love for you to tell me. <laughs> um, going from that, Luke, this Grandmaster, um, New Jedi Order, all that, to this grumpy. Um, r- random Luke Skywalker that Mark Hamill himself says he doesn't even like. Yeah, he was not happy with that. But you know, because, what can he do? You're just an actor. Yeah, that's what sucks. Unless, yeah. like, well, with me with Luke, Luke should always be the hope of the galaxy at that time when he's alive, even afterwards. Mm-hmm. But what makes me really mad, the thing that kind of made me look at the movie and say you just disrespected me as a as a fan of Luke it was when he threw the saber i i i cannot get behind him throwing the saber i i i physically can't get behind that that mm-hmm. saber to him should have been the most precious thing to him that is his father's lightsaber the last thing his father ever left 
left him when he was when when he was on his first journey. That but was his. Think about what it brought his family, what it brought to them. It did not bring happiness and joy. Yes, it's a legacy that was passed on, but so much pain and hurt and trauma. He cut himself off from the force. Like that's a big thing to do. But for me, well. Uh, we can always go on the but for me thing, but like yeah. <laughs> the, way, the, the way Luke should have been handled in that scene, he should have looked to Ray and said, "This weapon is a tool of the Force. These weapons, the lightsaber, explaining that the lightsaber is a tool and saying that so much pain and anger and and just going on talking about." the legacy of this lightsaber talking about Anakin because you know, you're right, Kim, that, that weapon does bring back a lot of hate, fear, mm-hmm. aggression, but that's what a Jedi overcomes and and yes. Luke getting that lightsaber shows that he can overcome that just not just because it's a weapon and what it stood for, but because of a Jedi supposed to fight past the fear, aggression, the suffering. That's mm-hmm. what that saber represents, and that should have been Luke's words to Ray, saying, "This weapon is a tool of the Force. The Force, just giving the whole the 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 Yoda speech on the lightsaber uh, in Clone Wars, because Yoda talks about how the, this is a tool, and it's always you, and it's only uh, concentrated by the Force, like something like that, and mm-hmm. just stuff like that, like him throwing the saber, like to me, that just disrespects the history of that saber." Yeah, I mean, I can see why it can be disrespectful, but I just see, you know, how much pain and stuff was behind the thing. And yes, pain, overcoming pain and fear is the path of Jedi. And, you know, that's literally a quote that keeps being said over and over in Rise of Skywalker. And like, I get it. But, you know, it is what it is. And we got what we got. And it's like, that's how I feel like I've been coping with everything that Star Wars has been throwing at us, especially recently with like retconning Ray Nobody and like Ray Ray Palpatine, Ray Clone Body. I don't know what you want to call her anymore. So it's like at one at some point, at what point are we as fans supposed to step back and say, "Wow, well, what we got was canon, and there really isn't that much we can do about it." I'm just but, wondering when that's going to hit me. The the thing that sucks is 2011 Legends yeah. that was canon and they tossed that yeah. aside like nothing. Yeah. My fear is that they're going to take these movies and be like, "Oh shoot, we made a mistake and make them Legends." I they they I don't think they're gonna. That if they're going to, that's going to be a very weak move on their half and people are going to make fun of them for it. But yeah, they can. They're they're easily they're easily able to make stuff canon as they are to make stuff not canon. Is what I'm trying to yes. say. Yes, I I agree with you. Yeah, absolutely. But you know they and they're they've been on a binge of making things not canon, so you never know. And then making stuff. Oh my god. Okay, so one thing I want to touch on. It's not in the notes, but I want to get to another part right now. Do you think it's lazy for them to take? stuff from legends and shove it into the new stuff no because i think no no i think i think things should be connected and make sense 
but Legends right? isn't canon. It isn't canon? Everything, so the way it works is everything, every book, game, Clone Wars was Clone Wars was still canon after. Every book, game, comic before the Disney buy was made into Legends, which is not canon. That is not wow. canon to, to the to the Star Wars friend. So well, I guess Revan is now, but right now Malak, Dark Fates, um, the War of Mandalore, and the Old Republic. The Old Republic is is not canon right now. Only the name Revan is canon. Well, do you think that's going to change? No, and I'll say why. The High Republic. Oh, that's right. That's going to be their, oh, we're not going to do Old Republic, but here's still some old stuff. Mm-hmm. Which I'm not looking, I can't say I'm not looking forward to it, because I love the it's history. It's more Star Wars. Yeah. yeah. It's just the one thing that, that scared me was how focused they are on, on, um, diversity that i don't know if you saw my tweets i said diversity and representation should not be on a whiteboard to me that shows okay we need to check this box we need to check this box we need to check this box yes Uh, no i agree diversity should just be put into a story and that's it like i'll say the best woman they've added in the new star wars canon was probably been the second sister because she's a woman a woman of color that's never mentioned to be a woman of color she is just a good character that has a good backstory and that's not i'm powerful she she loses to vader like nobody's business Mm -hmm. but she has that great backstory and that great character development and then when she breaks at the end saying i've held so much hate for you you actually feel it yeah, you do. She's amazing. She's one mm. of the. I love her, and that game is really good. So, oh, I yeah. love that game. Me and Daisy, or I played it, and then I let Daisy borrow it, and uh, she loves it too. So, like, yeah, it, I love that game. Her but, cosplay, by the way, is really amazing. Something else, dude. She's. I. I've told her right, Kim. Right when I saw Second Sister, I. I think I texted her, called Daisy, and I said, Daisy. Why am I looking at you? And she's like, what do you mean? And I sent her a picture of Trilla. And she was like, I look like her? I'm like, dude, you 100% look like her. Yeah, she does. She does. But yeah, going back to High Republic, like, diversity shouldn't be on a whiteboard. To me, that just shows they're lazily trying to shove it in. No, I agree. I do agree. And it's just like, I... I wish it was something that was already just naturally thought of and not something that needs to be checked off like you just said. Like, I wish it was something that they just would have already been inclusive and they don't have to advertise it and be like, hey, guys, we're making this also for you. It's like, no, it should have been like that already. It shouldn't be white female British actors in every single Star Wars movie. Like, we finally we see like Cara Dune, like she's like a normal sized woman. She's not petite and she's not overweight. She's a normal sized human being. And like I love that. And they show her as being one of the strongest Mandalorian. Like she's just like amazing. Like one of she's yeah, I, I'm I'm currently watching Mandalorian. That's why I'm like shocked mm-hmm. by like everything. I'm on episode five. Her. It was really good. Yeah. She's her. great. She, I think her is that's that's the uh the blacksmith, right? 
Uh, she's the bounty hunter. She's the bounty hunter with uh, with Mandalorian. Oh, they're talking about the uh, the blacksmith Mandalorian. I love her. No, I, I no, love both I of don't, them. I have not seen her. What episode is that? She's the one that that has like I don't know how much you know about like history. She's the one that kind of has the Trojan kind of looking mask. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. In the beginning. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That I do remember her. Like I, I love both of them. I, I really love both of them. And then yeah, like yeah, I, they're really good. But but yeah, like how do you how did you feel about High Republic? I, I've never heard your side of that. Honestly, I'm too salty about Last Jedi to still be um, looking forward to High Republic. I'm hoping that will change, and I'm hoping I'll be excited for High Republic soon. But as of right now, it does not look like I am very excited for it. Mm-hmm. I saw this one tweet. It was. Um, I think Disney, uh, the video they showed off was like, oh, this is the era of the... In the video, I think they had, like, Obi-Wan say, for over a thousand generations, the Jedi Knights were the guardians of peace and justice. And they're mm-hmm. making that off that this is that area, that era. And I saw one comment, so let me put a picture of the Old Republic and said, we all know this is what Obi-Wan was talking about, so don't try to make this the new Old Republic, Disney. And I, and I yeah. have to agree, because... I don't know how much you know about the Old Republic. It sometimes mm-hmm. has better storytelling than the movies. I've heard that. I've heard that from multiple people. Same mm-hmm. with Clone Wars. I've heard Clone oh. Wars is even better than the movies. Clone Wars has probably the the best Star Wars arcs I've seen besides Luke's. I've heard that, yeah. Because there's one arc. It's the Pon Krell arc, season four, episodes eight through ten. Damn. <laughs> Yeah, like I, lo- I, Kim, I love this arc. <laughs> it's, yeah, the only Jedi we see is Anakin for the first episode, and Obi Wan as a hologram. The only other person wow. we see with lightsabers is Pon Krell, who turns. Well, I don't, I don't want to spoil it, but no, it's okay. Um, the only main characters we see in this ep- in this arc is just clones, and oh wow. my. God, it's so good. It, the payoff and everything is so good. Um, but yeah, but but yeah, we, we talked about High Republic and like, so are you gonna like for High Republic? Do you think they're gonna say anything that might impact the sequel trilogy? Yes. Like, like, what do you think? What do you think they're going to say that's going to be, like, one throwaway line that's going to kind of, like, make the sequel trilogy seem like, wait, what? I have no idea what they are, what they do, but we've seen what they're capable of, and it's really scary. So I am not sure what they're planning on, but I'm hoping that it will be done in an executed and, like, in a respectful manner. You know what I mean? Yeah. <sighs> we'll see. But, this, yeah. One thing... I guess getting off the movies I want to talk about is when, uh, when I watched your podcast with Rexing around, yes, there was one quote that I don't have it with me. So I'm going to paraphrase and please correct me if I'm wrong. There's one quote that you said that I, I have to fundamentally disagree with. Okay. That is, I wish I had it with me. I wish I wrote it down, but I was trying to write these down. You said that the, the world wasn't ready for a redeemed villain to live. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I, I have to fundamentally disagree. Okay. 
And Why? I, because Vegeta, Revan, uh, Loki, yeah, okay, Bucky, like, like those villains. Um, what other? Literally, the entire villain cast of Dragon Ball from eighteen to seventeen, except Cell, but that's obvious. Um. Majin Buu even he turns into Oob and he becomes Earth's next defender. Um, yeah, but you know these aren't. I don't know. They those are like characters that haven't been very much like advertised as much as like Kylo Ren. You know what I mean? Like, I agree with you. I love all of those characters. Yeah, but Vegeta is a different. Like it, it appeals to a different kind of fan than Kylo Ren fans. You know what I mean? Like just fandom. the same people. Oh, are you kidding me? Of course they are. I literally I there's a reason why like certain stands like follow other things, but it's just like I see a lot of Vegeta and Kylo Ren. But then tell me why Vegeta deserves a happy ending and Kylo Ren doesn't. Because well this is what sucks. Vegeta was written better than Kylo. So but we're saying all, it's poor writing then. It's poor writing, right? Like But <laughs> even even then I would still have to say Vegeta technically Kylo deserved to live more than Vegeta because Vegeta did way worse stuff. But it's yeah. the story but it's the story after that and set up from when he first fought Goku in the Saiyan saga to crying begging Goku to defeat Frieza. Mm-hmm. To him to him caring about Trunks after saying he doesn't even care about him in the futures in the future in the future Trunks arc, to yeah. literally sacrificing his life against Vegeta, knowing that he will not get his body, which they throw out the window, um, knowing he will not get his body to save everybody, and it doesn't work. Like, like to me that it's the escalation of a character. The way Kylo Ren is written, I don't. I never believed that he should have turned until until there was one glimmer that I was like, okay, fair enough. Mm-hmm. And it was the last scene. It was when he turned with him and Han. I will I yeah. will stand by it that that is still one of the best scenes in the sequel trilogy. Thank you. Yes, it because was a really good it's, scene. It's between two titans of acting. One new, one old. Like, at the part that sold it for me was when not when he threw the saber, but when he when he said dad and kind yeah. of breathed, my heart in the theater literally broke. I was like, <laughs> that couldn't have been done any better. That was like this, this he should have been the main character. There shouldn't have been a ray. I'm sorry. Yeah. No, I mean I was uh, yeah. Because it's very God, controversial. That um, scene was so pristine. It was very good. It was very well executed as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I do wish he was talking to Anakin, but, you know, it makes sense why he talks to Han. You know, for yeah, for, for, a, for a movie talking about Skywalkers a lot, we never see Anakin. We hear him, we never see him, which kind of sucks. But in the novel, which makes me even more mad, Rey says, she see, looks off to the distance, she sees Luke and Leia, but she sees another figure that she's never seen before. And that's Anakin. I'm, I guarantee you it's Anakin, because who else would be with Luke and Leia? Obi-Wan, I guess, but still. It's, uh, 
Palpatine. Oh my god. So how do you feel about the whole? Yeah. How do you feel about her calling herself a Skywalker at the end? That's the rise to the rise of Skywalker. Yeah. That was ridiculous. I was not okay with it, but you know. What can we say? There really isn't that much that we can do after the it's canon. Like there's it doesn't even matter how I feel. It's just like everyone is hashtagging Ray Skywalker. Everywhere you look, I see Ray Skywalker being advertised. It's like I I'm never gonna be okay with it, honestly. But what yeah, what choice do I have? So yeah. and like I I personally will never say Ray Skywalker. I know people don't know. How do you feel about Ray Skywalker? First of all, I hate it. Yeah. Uh, um, I watched a video, and this guy brought up a really good point. The lady goes up to Ray. Ask her who she is. Ray. Ray who? She should have said Ray Palpatine. And I'll say why. The guy in the video said she should have said Ray Palpatine because that's the one thing Palpatine would have hated. For his name to be mean something for good more so than bad, and that would have made and him. Would have been, I see. Hold on, you're kind of choppy. You're kind of choppy. Oh, and I. Yeah, you're kind of choppy. Let me just let it figure this self out real quick. All right. Okay. All right. Go ahead and try. Oh no. Ooh, it's still a bit choppy. Hopefully, it'll is figure. it me? Oh, no, you're good now. You're good. Okay. But, yeah, that's how I feel like they should have done that. Because her saying Skywalker doesn't make any sense. She should have said Solo. In that mm-hmm. sense, then. I would have agreed with Solo. Yeah, yeah. I would have been okay with Solo. But, you know, some people just want to watch the... That's just have to accept that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, now that the three movies are done, and these characters are pretty much done for right yeah. now, because we all know they're going to come back, there's always some evil, like, Ray's not going to just sit on Jakku while some evil rises up, uh, or Jakku, I'm Tatsu, sure. my bad. Um, yeah. What do you think, movie-wise they can do because i heard ryan's trilogy isn't happening from what i've heard i don't know and Mm -hmm. i'm kind of okay with that because he was gonna do a movie three movies about characters that have nothing to do with the the jedis the force no lightsabers like nothing like that which i think i mean that's star wars like I see. At that point, I didn't know. I don't know. You nothing. never know, though. Yeah, it, they might be rumors. You never know yeah. what the truth is anymore. Everybody like talks so much, especially on Twitter. Everything is so easy to get so many retweets now. Easily. Yeah. Um, one thing that going going back to the, um, I guess at the beginning of this trilogy, can I run by you? I don't know if you watched my last podcast. Or listen to it, I guess. Um, I listened to part of it, yeah. I told my buddy, I don't know how mm-hmm. far he got into it, a version of the trilogy they should have done. No, and, I don't think I got to that part. And I feel like it could have been better. Yes. 
the way <laughs> I agree. The way they should have had this trilogy be is have no Ray. We're gonna stick to the Skywalkers here. I have two different cuts of these this trilogy. Okay. But we're gonna stick to just Skywalkers. Okay. Um Kylo Ren evil. Evil to the bone. He should have been what Anakin would have became if it wasn't for Obi-Wan on Mustafar. Mm. Basically a full potential realized Anakin Skywalker and Ben, or I guess Kylo knows it. Wow. That like, would have I... really been something, wouldn't it? Yeah. Uh... Yeah. Another one, another, one I, another one I had was where Ray, there's a Ray, she's a solo, and mm. Ben is a, is Luke's kid, and Ray and Ben go on adventures together, just go exploring the galaxy for different Force trinkets, Sith, old Sith Empire relics. Yeah. Uh, that brings them to the first Sith planet, but the thing is, it's all about Ben Skywalker. No one talks about Ray Solo because you know Solo, that smuggler. I bet their kid is good for nothing, all that. But you know Ray Skywalker is high on a pedestal. Like this is Luke Skywalker's kid. You know the hope of the galaxy. So there's already that like tension between the two, like like the favorite kind of pretty much. I see. And it makes Ray turn to the dark side. And Kylo has to... It's a personal story more, more so than a galactic story. Because mm-hmm. I think that's what Star Wars needed after um, Return of the Jedi, if that's the way they were going. Yeah, I can see that. That's a really hot take, you know? A very yeah. interesting take. But yeah, I, I can see. I can see why you feel the way that you do. Now, do you think... Ben, Kylo, whatever you want to call him, do you think he deserved to be redeemed at the end? At the end of this uh, trilogy? Yeah. Like, um, what do you think? I would have been okay with whatever he decided to do if he was still alive. That's what I think. Because, I, I, yeah. I flip flop between the two. Like, should really? he have lived, have died? I guess if he had died, like if he lived, like what's he gonna do? Show up to the resistance, and say, "Hey guys, we did it, we won." Like, yeah, I don't know what they were, um, what was really gonna happen with if he did live. I don't know what they were planning. I don't know what they really recorded. We don't really know what was filmed, so I, <laughs> it's so hard to like say how you feel about Ben Solo like being redeemed. It's like bittersweet. It's like you wanted it, but then at what cost? He died. Right uh, after. So, I, what really yeah. sucked was we got to see him fight, and oh my god, he is Adam. Adam with a single blade is next level. Yeah. He is so good with uh, Anakin's lightsaber, and I was just like, "This is what I want. I want. Yeah. I want form, style. Like this is what the pinnacle of a Jedi's training should be." Like, they should be masters at their crafts. And that's what we got with Ben. And then when he died, I was like, oh, my God. Then what was the point of showing me all that cool stuff? Oh, I agree. <sighs> and then, so, speaking about the fighting, 
how do you obviously we know the prequels they they love their fights um fully choreographed now do you think fully choreographed is bad Mm, yeah i i think there should be some improv in there absolutely yeah because when it comes to lightsaber fights because with kylo i like his form it's a he's a very aggressive form but that's only because his lightsaber is modeled after a bastard sword in real life Mm -hmm. which are swords that acquires very aggressive powerful swings which they do show, mm-hmm. which I love. But with Ray, you don't know what form, like, we don't know what she's doing. Because one in one instance, she's using form two, or form two or three, one of those two, which is Anakin's a very aggressive one. But then she switches to the more Starkiller uh, behind-the-hand form mm-hmm. without any training. Yeah. And to me, it just... I don't, I don't like how, I don't know. What do you think about how, how, like her form and all that? Well, she draws her form from Kylo um, starting Last Jedi. Well, starting when they first uh, connected through the Force. Yeah, because they touched hands and then she learned like a bunch of his stuff, right? Yeah, yeah. And then, and then, well, when the Force Awakens, when she, when he probes her mind and then she probes it back, his mind back. That's when they connected and she's able to tap into his stuff and he's able to tap into like where her location is and all sorts of different stuff that they get into. So, <sighs> yeah. <laughs> so one big thing I want to talk about, we'll probably wrap it up after this. Sure, sure. Raylo. <laughs> oh, God. Let's oh, God. talk. Sure. Raylo. Let's talk Raylo. I have to ask, where did this start? I honestly, I think Force Awakens, I was very charged by their interactions. But did I start, I didn't start openly shipping them until like, you know, Last Jedi when I saw that that was actually the direction that they were going into. Um, Because you never, it wasn't really clear in Force Awakens what their relationship was, what that chemistry was. It didn't really make any sense yet. Um, So, but like... I am going to say it's not the healthiest relationship. and But I also want to say that this isn't real life. I think people forget that. I think people think that Kylo and Rey are real people sometimes. And I think everyone needs to kind of take a step back and realize, like, this is just, you know, a soap opera in space. Like, this isn't real life. This isn't telling you to go find your Kylo Ren or your Ray out in the world, which I feel like a lot of people sometimes think like, oh my God, like, where's my Kylo? Like, where's my Ben Solo? It's like, well, that's really unhealthy. And I'm glad that you asked me about it because this is actually how I personally feel. Mm-hmm. So, which, yeah. It's good to get out there, obviously. Yeah, um, I, I'm, I'm glad I was able to say it. And I appreciate you giving me a platform to be able to say how I feel. I mean, like, you know... I want to have a podcast where, because I made the notes and I sent you what the, what they said. Yes, I didn't you want did. to the notes and then you know to leave you in the dark. I wanted to make sure you were you know you knew we, we you knew what we were gonna go over roughly. Yes. And all that stuff because you know it, it would be it wouldn't be fair like just throwing stuff at you without you knowing. Yeah. So like 
I think I've we've talked about Raylo before, but that was like yes. a while ago. I personally don't buy it mm-hmm. because in every instance, I guess you could say it's a Bulma Vegeta relationship, but yeah. to me, every time they see each other until the end of the whole trilogy, and maybe with the hand touch scene, they didn't like each other. Like there was like. I think the kiss would have been better if it was set up better. Yeah, they made it look really bad. They made it look so bad. They made it look like... And then in the novelization, I I did read that part. It says that she was kissing him for gratitude. Girls do not kiss men for gratitude, Ryan. You know that. (laughs) I know, but apparently Disney doesn't. And they've been writing love stories for years. (laughs) Oh, Jesus. Um, Yeah. So the whole kiss of gratitude, I I think we should talk about that. So Mm -hmm. (laughs) were you in a a public theater or I could have sworn I heard you say something about like you went to a private screening. I went. Yes. Yes. So how was it for your private, because you went to a private Raylo screening, or people like in that fandom, how was that for you, and I'll tell you how it was for me, like in a public one, opening night, or opening day, I guess. Sure, sure. Well, um, I'll be honest, there were people that walked out when Hux died, when they, when they, when they killed up, yeah, yeah, they, 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 there were people that walked out when he, when they shot him, and they said he, when he was like, I'm the mole, or whatever, I'm the spy, um, and then there was people that were like, could that were cussing at the end of you know Rise of Skywalker when she said she was a Skywalker. There were people that were sobbing, Ryan, sobbing when Ben Solo disappeared into thin air. Can you imagine being in a in a theater full of girls, boys, everyone just that loves Star Wars and, and so much the same thing, and they're all rooting for the same thing. And then all of a sudden, your favorite character that you've been brooding for since 2016 just sloppily disintegrates and you have no clue why or what the hell just happened. <laughs> yeah. It's very, like, very traumatic. I can imagine, especially for your theater, because like that theater is like around this fandom and all that. So I could have, I, I told Daisy, like, I can only imagine what that theater went through. Like, it was bad. It was very bad. For the, I think the best part, I think the best way to put this kiss, Kim, right when they kissed, people in the theater legit went, wait, what? Oh my god. Wow. And like, I was there like, okay, what? Why? Um, <sighs> I, I guess, sure. It's canon now, but then the book makes it not canon. For Look, it, look I hate Raylo. But mm-hmm. if you're going to do it, stick to your guns. Well, they couldn't. It's Disney, like you said. They couldn't yeah. They couldn't be very straightforward. They had to make everything wish-washy. Does she like him? Does she not like him? Why do they always want to kill each other every time they see each other? But in the end, they'll kiss. Like, I get it. It doesn't look right. It doesn't make sense. The time jumps are weird. You don't know if they were talking that whole time and what they said to each other. Like, it's just so complicated. It's just so, there's so much gray area that we'll never be able to be okay with. And I'm hoping that maybe High Republic will close some of those gaps or maybe Kenobi if it doesn't get canceled. I'm not sure. Uh, I'm going (laughs) to cry if it gets canceled. Well, you know, we never know anymore. 
I mean, with this climate, it's looking like it might be postponed again, sadly. Yes, it does. It does look like that. Um, but yeah, like, at the end of the movie when they kissed, I couldn't buy it. Even, like, I even thought about, like, the Raylos, and I was like, I guess they got what they wanted, but is this really what they wanted? No, because we don't. We didn't want him to die right yeah. after. No, it's not what we wanted. It's like everyone they walked out. They said we got Raylo, but at what cost? At what cost did they make this canon? At what cost did we get this kiss in this scene? We would have been okay, and most of us would have been okay if they never kissed. If they just were able to like heal each other through the force, if they were able to work each with each other, just like you said, them venturing through the galaxy, maybe training all these new kids or new people to be Skywalkers, wouldn't that have been such a better storyline? Then just have like, just get very um, good. Well, you know what? What sucks is you guys don't even get Raylo. Like they kill no, him. No, not really. They kill him, and they took away the kiss. Yeah. So I can only imagine, like, that community when that came out. Because, like, now they don't have a character, and now their ship kind of, like, phased out because Disney couldn't... Look, if they were going to do Raylo, they should have just done it. They shouldn't have just... They didn't go all in. They went half in. I agree with you. They only went half in. And I don't know if that was Bob Iger. I don't know if that was JJ. I have no idea who's who to blame for that. I don't know. I hope one day maybe John Boyega will talk and tell us what happened and what was actually recorded. I'm sure we'll find out in like 10, 15, 20, 30 years. I'm sure. But right now, it's not going to happen because the controversy is so fresh and Lucasfilm is trying to recover so hard from everything that's happened. And this backlash really, like, you know, has been a lot for a lot of people. So, yeah. Well, what really sucks is that, like, this is it. That's the end. Like, cue Porky Pig. That's the end, folks. And we're not getting the end. Not getting another Skywalker movie, apparently. Like, yeah. Like, to go out on on a note like that is so sad. It is very sad. And it's I don't know, tragic. I don't know why JJ. I like JJ. Why did JJ continue to do the mystery box stuff even at the end with Finn and him confessing he has the Force? Yeah, you don't do mystery box stuff in in the last movie, dude. <laughs> yeah, like as know. much as as much as I can criticize Ryan Johnson for it, and I can do that for hours, at least he kind of told the story with no mystery boxes. Yes. With no like it was out there and this is the story. With this, it's just like here's some more mysteries. Well, mystery for what? We're not getting another movie. Yeah. No, we're not. And like, oh man. Like, do I like this movie more than Last Jedi? Uh, yeah, but to be fair, it's only because, like, the Luke stuff. Yeah. But as a Star Wars finisher, it, it it's just, it really lacked. And I'm just so sad that this, this, this space epic couldn't end in such a grand way. Like, they, they wow. blatantly ripped off Endgame. Like I'm sorry, like the whole and I am all the last. Um, I am all the Jedi is such a blatant oh, rip yeah. off of Iron Iron. Oh Man. yeah, 
Yeah, yeah. No, I, I, that's the first thing I thought. And everyone literally in our theater cringed collectively. We did not like I Am All the Jedi because Ray doesn't know all the Jedi. Are you kidding? She doesn't even talk to them. No. Like, she even tries to talk to them. They don't even talk to her. No. That's why, like, when I, like, literally, like you, the only thing I thought was when she, when Palpatine was like, I am all the Sith. And I, I, I said to myself, like, don't do it. Don't do it. She's like, and I am all the Jedi and proceeds to beat him. such a Tony Stark moment. Yeah. I was like, you guys, you guys are just trying to go home now, huh? (laughs) Yeah. It was a sloppy finish. So, first of all, Palpatine being beaten by Rey single-handedly after a weakened state. What are your thoughts on that? Um... Palpatine, Ray beating Palpatine at the yeah. at a weakened state. Um, I just because this was like full power clone Palpatine. Yeah, but he was Ray rejuvenated. Was like, yeah. yeah, but Ray was re- like she just got drained. Like they, he just pulled the dyad out, and then he started to drain their life force. And like, yeah. how how was she able to do all this stuff? I don't. I guess their dyad was that powerful, and they were able to draw from each other. And I guess ultimately, that's also what led to his death was that they used so much power to defeat him. Yeah, it's, it's a real bummer. It's a real tragedy. It's. <laughs> yeah. And Daisy both agree that um, if we had to pick one to live, it would have been Ben. I mean, what was the point of Leia keep that kept saying, "Bring my son home" over and over and over nice. again, and then and then and then it never happens, and he just passes, and it doesn't make sense because Maz, we see Maz is smiling. Maz would not be smiling when Ben Solo is dead. Yeah, yeah like the one thing she lived for died too. No, so her sacrifice meant yeah. nothing. No. It's so ridiculous. I, I just, I'm having such a hard time digesting it. And I don't know, now talking about all of it has made me like realize how much it doesn't make sense all over again. <laughs> they they keep saying this was planned. This was all planned. Don't worry, people. It's all planned. It's it, like you just said it for me. It's not, people. No, Come on. No. This, you can't look at me dead in the face and said. This is what they wanted to make when they were first writing Force Awakens. You can't look at me and say that. There's no way. And you know what's funny? Um, I was thinking about the other day. So this trilogy was made by a grand company with two directors, two good in their own right, with buttloads of money behind them. Mm-hmm. And it didn't make sense. And I instantly thought of the fact how they could have done it. Because that, that could be done. And it's been done with um, Dragon Ball. Because with Dragon Ball, literally, Kim, the writer of Kuratoriyama, forgets characters. He just wow. writes just writes whatever he wants. And look how that turned out. It turned out amazing. Obviously with some plot holes, but it turned out a more cohesive story than what we got from a multi-billion dollar company. Yeah. And like, that's, that's a good storytelling. 
it's uh, good storytelling, yeah. It's just it's just sad to see um, the rise. Uh, there was so much promise in Force Awakens. There was a lot of promise. We were really just let down. Mm-hmm. And I think this is the first time you've really talked about Rise. And I think it shows because, like like you just said, like you're just you're noticing stuff and it doesn't make sense. And I no. think that's what most that's what most people need to know that like like just kind of think about the movie. Um, yeah. And you get those people that say it's a Star Wars movie. Turn off your head. It's a Star Wars movie. Do not turn off your head. It's it's a no. very Star Wars should be this very thoughtful movie. Yeah. So you like, would think so, right? You would. Yeah. Think, you would think then, it would be, but yeah. Then one last thing I want to talk about is sure. the outcome. The outcome of this trilogy. How yeah. prequels impacted. The OT impacted. Will this new trilogy impact as much as they did? I think it will in its own sense. But now my question to you is, do you mm-hmm. think it will on the magnitude of prequel? Sequel and prequel. What do you think? Like in the way that it takes time for people to like the prequels? Yes. I would say... That's a good question. I would say... No, but for one reason. What's the reason? The background and the history is very boring in the new trilogy. Mm. Kim, there's four desert planets, three desert, two desert planets. Well, you can say, do you thank JJ for that? That's his writing. (laughs) And then like. And then Ryan Johnson. The thing is, with Ryan Johnson's uh, messages in the movie, they're gonna, they're it's gonna date the movie, which is bad. You can't date a Star Wars movie. Oh uh, God! Like the whole like the the Poe on the phone joke. That's that's gonna be dated. Um, like just stuff like that's gonna be dated, and just like not even just that like. The planets they go to are not interesting, and they don't say anything of historical value to that universe. No, you know, the the whole opening (laughs) sequence of Mustafar was, like, cut. See? (sighs) Why? Why was it cut? Tell me. (laughs) Anyways, we can go on and on and on and on about all the things that should have been, could have been, would have (laughs) been. One thing I will say is they made Adam look very bad in that shot. There's a shot like he looks good until he does the turnaround slide attack. I saw that in the movie. I'm like, why would you do that? Your back's exposed. There's two people behind you. They're already shooting. Your your guard's down. Like, why would you do that? Why would They're you just, just trying to make it look epic. They tried to make it look like a Marvel movie with the action, with the superhero and the flying and the wires. It was really yeah. bad, Ryan. It was really bad. They could have had Kylo come out just swinging his saber, blocking bullets. He should have had a scene where they walked up and they're getting shot at and he starts halting all the blasts like he did in the first movie. But that's an ele- that's an evolution because now he's blocking multiple with just one hand, all Neo style. You know, I would love I would have loved to see that. But, you know, we got what we got. And at the end of the day, it's so hard to, like, swallow this. Like, it's just such a hard pill to swallow. I'm having such a hard time. But 
hopefully with High Republic and like on a positive note to like end on, I feel like it would just be a good thing to look forward to whatever Star Wars brings us next. If that's season two of Mandalorian, if that's Kenobi, if that's um, the High Republic or whatever they're going to, the New Republic, whatever it's going to be, new Clone Wars, who knows? I think they're going to actually go towards some prequel love. That's my hunch. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I think within our lifetimes, Ryan, I think we are also going to see some sequel love. But who knows? We'll yeah. see when we see it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think we pretty much covered any, everything. And, you know, that's a really good note to go off of, you know, just just like Luke, look off to the distance and hope for the better. Yeah, our, hopefully our journey in Star Wars is just getting started and, you know, this isn't the end and that it's actually maybe a beginning towards something new. Let's hope. Yeah, yeah. But on that note, we will end it. Thank you so much for coming. I've been wanting to do this one for such of a course, long Of course, Ryan. Thank you so much for having me. I'm glad that we were able to talk finally. Yeah, and I'm sure... We'll, we'll we'll do another one for sure because I'm we can probably go on for hours and hours about just one movie and all that stuff. Absolutely, yes. So we can do full breakdowns. I'd love to do that too. One time. that would be pretty cool. We should do that. We should do a uh, a movie breakdown for each movie and go from there and all that. I'd love to. Sounds great. Right. But where where can people people find you and go ahead and shout yourself out? Sure. I am Captain Kylo on Twitter and I am Random Tapeworm on Instagram. All right. Well, thank you again so much for coming. And no until, until next time, I'll see you guys later.